Hello, friends. My show here bringing you episode 413 of my show on the mic doing it Monday mini style. In today's episode, I'm breaking down the happiness hack. It's not really a hack. I don't even like that word, but it was fun alliteration. So I went with it for the title. This is something I think is actually very straightforward, quite simple, but it seems to be fairly elusive. And I have a few ideas why. I'm going to break that down and of course, give you a little update on the old knee. All this and more, but first, hey, DJ, give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get Maestroified. Three, two, one. Hello, 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 my podcast people, and thank you for joining me for yet another episode of my favorite podcast right off the bat. Big thank you to all of you. You listen, you tune in, and before I hopped on to record this episode, I went and checked the reviews. You write reviews, and I read them, and I love them, and thank you. Just y'all are the best. So today, we're talking about the happiness hack, and this episode, these thoughts are inspired by a conversation I've recently had with my good friend, Laura Jean. She is in from Australia, right? All the way from the other side of the world. This, this, what a time to be alive. She's in for the event that I'm hosting next week with Jill, Boss Up. Uh, let's, I wish there was more commas there. That just sounded weird. The event that I'm holding next week, Boss Up, with my homie, Jill. Uh, so Laura Jean's in town and actually she was on the podcast before. Courtney, if you want to link that episode, thank you. Um, but we were talking yesterday, took her out to lunch and we're talking about enough. And this is a concept, I know that I've done an episode or two in the past, and this is something that Laura Jean and I often talk about. When I think about Laura Jean, I think about values and I think about enough and I think about pausing. And this is why she's, you know, one of my favorites, all the confirmation bias happening there. But this is something that I truly believe is at the heart of happiness. And that is simply understanding, identifying, knowing when it's enough, right? What is your enough? Contentment, I truly believe, is the secret to happiness. And it's not to be confused with resignation because I really feel like when I say contentment and when people hear that word, or rather when people hear that word, not when I say it, when people hear that word, they hear it said, they oftentimes equate it with or replace it with resignation, and just being like, well, it's all I can do. It's the best it's going to get. Might as well be okay with it. And there is some value in that. And that's more of the acceptance piece, which is still different than resignation. When it comes to happiness, one of the things that you know I really believe is at the heart of unhappiness, I should say, is borrowed goals, right? Where we keep striving for something that somebody else wants or we keep striving for something that we don't necessarily want, but we think we're supposed to want. It's a borrowed goal, whether it's borrowed from, you know, the ether, whether it's borrowed from, I don't know, mass media, whether it's borrowed from your parents. Either way, borrowed goals ain't the way. And that's actually a discussion I first had with Karen Litzy, and I believe she's one that said borrowed goals. And I was like, I love that phrase, right? 
you all know my whole shtick is helping people create and live their best life. There's such an emphasis emphasis on there because it needs to be yours. And I truly, truly believe that the happiness hack, what is at the the heart of happiness is simply contentment. What do you want? What is enough for you? One of the hardest parts about online business coaching and what I do now is that it can so easily become a fucking pyramid scheme. And I hate that shit. I know that for me personally, I do not like to be more than one level removed from the end user. Meaning when I was a physical therapist, the end user was right there, right? I was treating and helping and serving the end user. The role that I like having now is this being one person removed from that. So I will coach the physical therapist, right? I coach the coaches. I learned that I love this role and I started teaching. My goal when I first started as a physical therapist, I was like, do I want to be like the most famous physical therapist? Like, well, I want to have a big impact, but like, how do I do that? How can I do that? You know, Gray Cook's name always popped up and I'm like, how the fuck do you even become that? Like, what, like, why do you do that? And if we really look at it and take a moment to dissect that, like Gray Cook is not the most famous physical therapist, let's say that he is, right? He's not the most physical ther- famous physical therapist because he's treated so many people. It's because he's helped so many physical therapists. And so in realizing that and starting to teach for Rock Tape, I was like, this is where I want to be. And I, I could realize the impact that I was having. And it wasn't a theoretical impact because the attendees would write to me afterwards and be like, I'm excited to be at clinic today. I tried this with a patient and this is what it looked like. People would tag me in videos. I loved that. And I love that role. That's, that's what I do now, obviously, with business coaching. Before it was just movement coaching and, and you know, teaching for rock tape and teaching my own course. And now it's on the business side. And I really don't like being more than one you know, person away from one level away from the end user. It just so quickly devolves into a pyramid scheme of coaches coaching the coaches, coaching the coaches, coaching the coaches, coaching the coaches, coaching the coaches who coach the coaches. And somebody's in their guy's certification. And dude, where's the end user? What the fuck? Something that I don't even know which episode I've done so many, but in one of the episodes I talked about this, and you know maybe it was with the episode about um, our Instagram numbers even real, but kind of a tangent from that is not everyone can win if everyone's enough is to be a billionaire. There's not, not enough to go around for that. Not everyone can win if everyone has the exact same goal and it's you know looking and living like the the richest and the one percent like. They're the 1% for a reason, and the reason is not because they are better. It's, it's literally a mathematical here, meaning not everyone could be there. It's not enough to go around. And so, so much of, it's kind of twofold here, so much one of finding your happiness, the happiness hack, the happiness code, whatever you want to call it, is identifying what is your enough. And I think from the flip side, this is a discussion that I had with Laura Jean that I loved, and I'm going to lean more into this, from the flip side for me, part of finding my enough and identifying my enough is really living into that and basically creating a business that is regenerative and not regenerative in that like it's going to bring me more, but it's going to allow business in general to thrive because the current business practices we have, especially online business practices, they are they're not you know endless, limitless. They're not regenerative. Less and less happens each round. There's less and less available 
each round, especially if the people at the top are just going and getting more and more and more and more and more. And then you're going to be like, well, you should do the same thing as me. How? There's just literally not enough resources for this, not enough clients for this. So, you know, while I will always say that as it relates to physical therapy, there's enough people to go around. Well, because, there's, you know, everyone's fucking getting hurt and so few people actually utilize the, the system. But if everybody, if every single business, if their goal was to just like treat a zillion people, obviously we'd see at some point that you can't do that, right? So my, my the, the flip side that I was going after there and I think that I think that I'm going to dive into more and that I'm excited about is this idea of like a regenerative business. And that starts off with identifying what is your enough? What do you actually need and want? So for me, what do I actually need? What do I actually want? You know, I don't want kids. I don't want a big house. Like I have a two bedroom apartment. I have a massive garage downstairs. I'm happy with this. I am not looking to, you know, make a zillion more dollars so I can buy up all the property. It feels like Monopoly, right? I'm not trying to buy up all the properties so I can rent things out. Like that's not, I don't, I feel some kind of way about that. Like part of the issue that we, you know, part of the issues that we have from a societal perspective is that there's just such discrepancies and disparities, like income disparities, wealth disparities. And when you can so easily see what other people have, then people get pissed off. And then rightfully so. They're just like, yo, what the fuck? Why do they have all of that? And I don't, I have none of this. Now, in terms of kind of like, I don't want to say drawing the line with this, but if I was to bring in Maslow's hierarchy of needs and actually just use this, um, I used that diagram in a presentation I gave last week, if I was to bring that in, then we see at the t very top is self-actualization. The bottom is physiological needs. So for those of you who aren't familiar with it, it is one, two, three, four, five levels here. At the bottom is physiological needs, safety needs, love and belonging, esteem, self-actualization. Um, one of the things that I, I, we, I believe, and I think it's probably, you know, fairly common knowledge, I'm not like, you know, uh, the first to say this or anything like this, first to say this or anything like that, but folks aren't having their physiological and their safety needs met, right? They don't have housing, they don't have food, like there's a big fucking problem. So if we have people that are just, you know, more, 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 and more, meanwhile, they, other people don't even have their safety needs met, we have a problem. And it's so easy to see this, right? Because we have social media and we also just have like within a town, you can just see from across the street, you're like, damn, they have a lot in terms of safety needs being met. What I am looking to, to live into and learn more about and lead from the front and inspire is this kind of regenerative practice, these regenerative business where, yeah, I've met, my needs are met. I know what my enough is especially as it relates to the safety needs. And I can look at the rest of the things and then say, how do I help the other people? Right? Because if we're just taking, 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 there's just not enough for other people. I've actually had a few discussions recently, and it's a little bit of a tangent, but it's fine. I had a discussion recently with some folks, some of my friends from Instagram who have you know significant following. So this is Instagram's changing, and we've also all been in the game for a bit now. And it's always like, what's the next step? It's not always like that. Right now, a lot of people are feeling like, what's the next step? And if we take it as it relates to Maslow's hierarchy of needs and something I talked about in the, in the, the speech, that, not the speech, the workshop that I did last week, I think that many of us that are in this position that have had a lot of success and, and had, especially with you know social media, those needs have been met. And ideally, the love and belonging needs have been met. The esteem needs have been met. And some of us are looking for more of that self-actualization. I think actually a lot of people in my ecosystem, because y'all are the fucking best, are looking for that. Looking for that self-actualization, meaning becoming one's best self. I think that oftentimes 
when folks don't really sit and think about things and figure out what their enough is, they continue to say, okay, what's next? And they just go after more of these like uh, tangible um, things and like more money, right? And it's like, but you actually don't probably need more money. What's your enough? Your needs are met. Is that really? Your bills are paid more than enough. You're you're comfortable with things, and this is not to you know yuck anyone's yum. If you want to make more money, it's totally fine. But I speak from what I see and what I feel and the world that I want to live in, and you know spreading more around and and giving back. Like I just did a, I just shared a. An excerpt in an email that I sent out. So every Monday, I send out an email to my mafia. And it's a recap. It's thoughts about things. And I we recently had our mafia swag drop. And the logo on the front of the mafia swag is a wave and a redwood. And the wave signifies racing the tide, right? Uh, and the or the quote is a rising tide raises all ships, right? And it's about all this leveling up together. And the redwood signifies the unity that exists within red redwoods, and how you know they have this really intricate root system. And, I, and so I shared this expert excerpt that my brother had written, Justin, he, I brought him on the podcast. Um, Courtney, if you like that episode, that'd be amazing. I actually really love that episode. But I shared the excerpt that he wrote, and it in part of it, he's talking about how one, no tree ever grows that big with without the help of other things. And afterwards, he goes on to say that these trees go so, so high that they're able to help out the smaller and weaker things that are below them, right? They can bring water down, they provide coverage, things like that. And part of being Team Redwood is doing that, is helping out others, helping out others who are younger than you and newer than you and are just beginning. There's a, you know, a quote from, it's not a quote because I'm the worst at quotes, but a post that Alex Ramosi did the other day, I don't know, a few weeks ago, that was just like, normalize your, your students doing better than you. That's the whole goal, right? Remember that, that they are doing better than you because they have you, or part of the reason is because they have you. You didn't have you. And maybe you had good mentors, maybe you didn't. But now the people that you're helping out, right, if you're Team Redwood, now that those those trees that are below you, things that are smaller, you help them out and they may do better than you. And that's a good thing, right? To me, that's part of that kind of regenerative model. And that does stem from understanding and identifying what is your enough? What does that actually look like? And for me, you know, I in so many ways have my enough with, with certain things and with business. That's why I don't push like crazy. Cause I'm like, I'm good. I'm happy with what I'm doing. And I, I know what my enough is. So I am not here to be on a soapbox or point fingers at anyone, but this is definitely a discussion that I think will be coming up more, or at least something that I'm going to be for sure sitting with a bunch more uh, and looking to, you know, sit with the message more and then live it live into this because it's really have this idea of a regenerative business is just so appealing and true I guess I should say appealing and true to me my stick of helping people create their best life that that centers centers around create and live their best life that centers around happiness and to me the foundation of happiness is going to be having the courage I should I guess I should say and the awareness to say when Things are enough. Right? And this isn't like, oh, I've had enough. Throwing my arms up in the air. Again, this is what is your 
enough? Have you thought about it? Have you identified it? And it's going to look different for everyone. It's one of the probably one of the best things that came out of COVID is it forced people to stop, right? The great pause. And what they say people, it forced people to stop and say and ask themselves, what do I want? Which is a version of what is my enough? You know that when you're just chasing an end, a finish line that never is there and that you're not setting, that just sounds terrible, right? For the, I know there's a bunch of people that listen to this. You're like, I don't even fucking like running. That sounds extra terrible. Yeah, it is. That is literally where it's at. So more of this discussion coming when I've got more of my ideas organized and fleshed out. But for now, I'll leave you with the my opinion that the happiness hack is having the courage to actually identify and say what your enough is. If you want to share that with me, I'd love to hear from you. I've said this before. Podcasting can be a you know semi-lonely thing. You're just looking at a screen when you're talking. I'm not talking to anybody. Maybe your animal's in the room, but that's it. Like, just, just talking. Uh, so would love to hear from you. You can text me, 310-737-2345. You can slide into the DMs, whatever you'd like. I'm realizing right now that I actually did not open this episode up with a recap of my knee, which is maybe a good thing and indicative of the progress that I'm making. Uh, Things continue to trend positive. I went to Vegas last week. There was no setback from that as which the knee. My calf is sore as shit, like sore as shit. And it's 100% from that eccentric moment. I was walking around. Uh, a lot of the workshop I gave is five and a half hour workshop. I was walking around, you know, the casino of Vegas and using crutches, but also like trying to have a, a norm, more normalized gait and improve the weight bearing. And sometimes you just, you know, you can use that calf, you can use that gastroc to force extension at your knee. Right? It's a two joint muscle, it crosses the, uh, the knee joint. And so you can track that thing, it pulls the knee into extension, or it can keep it into extension, which can be, you know, a safer, feel like a safer position when you're walking around like a peg leg. And Man, on what what did I get back? Thursday? I got back and I was like, my shit is busted. My knee is my not my knee, excuse me, my calf is so, so, so sore. Uh, but my knee is doing well. Uh range of motion is good. I got full active flexion, excuse me, full active extension. Um flexion's never been like my strong suit, I'm not gonna lie, but range of motion is very good. The swelling is minimal. I'm still doing all the things. I sent an email out that literally had all the things I'm doing. Uh, using the red light, using stim, using um, eye instrument assisted neurosensory modulation, so scraping. I actually did it at the hotel and just used the back of a plastic fork, and that works the same. Um, but literally, have been doing all the things. I can walk. I can walk now without the crutches. I still tend to use one, sometimes two. It just depends because. Again, the calf is so fucking sore. I'm not trying to be developing some weird-ass gait. Um, I still, know have not gone for any imaging or anything like that. I will go if and when I think it's needed. There's still a bunch of things that I can and will be doing first anyway. That you know, Even if I was to get imaging, what I'd be doing now wouldn't change. So I might as well do all this shit now and get the strengthening. And uh, it does feel good. It's not like buckling or anything like that on me. There's still a little itty-bitty bit of swelling, which... For me, you know, I, I really want to keep focused on that and getting that, getting that, getting rid of that because it just changes everything. It's it's wild how much just a little drop of swelling will change how muscles are firing, how um, things feel, right? How things are articulating when you go to move the move your joint, whatever it is, move your body part, um, and that can really be scary for people. So one of the things that I wrote in that email was just that 
we as physical therapists, and so I'm speaking to you specifically right now, we know so much. And whatever you are listening to this, you know so much. And there are so many options besides surgery. I'm not anti-surgery. I'm just very pro-not surgery and doing everything you can to avoid it. Uh, and part of that is time. And there's so many things that we can do. And people don't know about it. Now, from a marketing perspective, because this is you know very much a business-heavy podcast, from a marketing perspective, no, some of the market doesn't fucking want it. They want a quick fix, and that's fine. Totally fine. The reality is, though, and the sad reality is that oftentimes the quick fixes are not actual fixes, right? They are quick changes, but then those issues come back later. And to that end, that's where we as physical therapists, and we may get those kind of second chance clients, but that should still not stop us from saying what we can do and how we can help and looking to educate the public. And if you ever get an injury, leading from the front, leading by example and showing what you're doing, because that's going to be the most inspiring for people. It's like, oh, okay, I see this person. They're actually walking the talk or hobbling the talk, whatever, whatever you're doing. So I did hop on my soapbox a little bit in that email I sent because there's opportunity to provide value and help people. And our bodies are resilient and they are amazing, especially when we create environments where they can actually thrive and i've been doing like i said all the things and that's coming from the food perspective the sleep perspective the stress perspective doing all of those things in addition to the things that most people think about with this kind of the treatment side and then he's doing doing really well so how much longer will it be i hope who fucking knows it'll, it'll be as long as it is right it takes as long as it takes but that's the update there um yeah, I will say this one thing. Emma, sorry, we're going to go a little bit longer again today. Uh, but I sent that email out and I got so many responses. And one of them was from a, a former client, former physical therapy client. And she wrote, when I follow, you know, you and other movement people on Instagram, I always think that I'm following, like that you do the stuff you do to kind of prevent injury and that you're untouchable. And she's like, after reading this email, I understand it differently. Because in the email I wrote, we cannot prevent injury right we can only prepare for it something that we heard that you know we all heard if you ever took the frc courses that was like a big a big uh a big thing especially from hunter and that's 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 how i'm viewing this like this shit it happens you can drive a car perfectly and still get a flat tire you can do all the things right and and that's part of using a thing so for me it's about preparing and doing the best that I can, not preparing because I, I know I'm going to get injured, but preparing so that number one, I can, you know, be at the top of my performance. And then two, if something does happen, well, I'm in the best place to recover. And that's how I'm looking at things right now, no matter what, how it turns out. Uh, I literally, I was in the strongest, my luck to the strongest that they've ever been. And mobility, my, my mobility was the best it's been. And shit happens. It's okay. But dude, the swelling is less than when I first started playing volleyball. Like it's only been one week and things are doing so great. And I attribute all of that to the foundation and the preparations that I did. So just some food for thought, make whatever stew you want out of it. Take, take what serves you. Feel free to leave the rest. Thank you as always for listening to the ramblings. I know today was perhaps a little more disjointed than usual, uh, but something I'm thinking about and I'm still working on and it's something that will definitely come up a bit more in the future, this regenerative business and the fact that at the heart of happiness is knowing and identifying, establishing and being okay with your enough. All right. Officially wrapping it up. Look at this. Not, not too much over 22 minutes. As always, endlessly appreciative for every single 
one of you. Until next time, friends, maestro 